Welcome to Star Talk, your place in the universe where science and pop culture collide. Star Talk begins right now. Chuck, I think it's about time we talked about heat waves. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, actually, wasn't that a disco group in the seventies? It heat was. Wave? Heat wave was the name of a, of a group. Yes, yes. Uh, they did the soundtrack to what's that movie? To Car Wash. Mm, that, I think their song is "I Want to Get Next to You." No, that's Rolls Royce. Oh, Rolls Royce. Oh, damn. Yes. Yes. Damn. Like, Man, don't out 1970s me. <laughs> How you do that? How you do that? Oh, I like, I mean, my, believe it or not, uh, my daughter listens to that music. <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah. So I uh, just thought we'd talk about heat waves. And I have, other than being familiar with the group that I didn't properly identify mm -hmm. from the 70s, I have no expertise in this, but we are in New York City. Right. And right up the block from the American Museum of Natural History is the Goddard Institute for Space Studies, one, one of 10 NASA centers scattered across the country. And we have the director of the Goddard Institute for Space Studies. Head honcho? Get, uh, head, <laughs> the man about town himself, yeah. Gavin Schmidt. Gavin, welcome back to Star Talk. Hi, Neil. How are you? Yeah, nice Do, to be back. Excellent, excellent. And... What many people don't know is what that NASA center specializes in. Mm. Just give me like the one sentence sort of specialty case for it. Uh, climate. Uh, climate change, <laughs> climate feedbacks, climate responses, climate observations, climate impacts. The whole of, kit and Of Google. all planets. Um, well, mostly this planet, but also uh, exoplanets. Mostly. And also uh, the climate <laughs> of Mars, the climate of Venus back, you know, three billion years ago. Uh, we've been working on all of those things. Well, I'm, I'm glad we made it on your list, Gavin. <laughs> that, that Earth is on the yeah, list. Yeah, I'm <laughs> happy to see that Earth is in, in the running there. Yeah, well, people don't think that NASA really cares about the Earth, but actually, you know, we spend uh, more than $2 billion a year looking at the Earth and trying to understand what's going on. And so uh, we actually are one of the lead agencies uh, around the world trying to work out what, what is happening and why. Oh, and by the way, and Gavin, you don't have to comment on this, but uh, during one of my tours of duty in Washington, there, was, there were forces operating to prevent NASA from studying Earth, saying NASA should just worry about space. And I, had, I was on a commission to, to, to deal with this, and I said, you can't claim to understand Earth unless we know how it fits in the context of other planets mm -hmm. and in the space environment. And so... I yeah. think I won that fight because uh, Gavin still has a job. <laughs> Don't think about yeah. with NASA. That's, I mean, you were eloquent in your uh, in your defense. However, uh, it's a much simpler answer. I'm not sure if you know this, but Earth is in space. Yes, Earth is in space, <laughs> completely in space. Yeah. But th that was an early push to remove the government from its efforts to aid and abet the data that was discovering climate change. And, and who did it? Uh, Exxon! Earth. <laughs> no, Once so, let's, let's get back to this. <laughs> right. So, Gavin, what is a heat wave? Just, I mean, I think we know. A heat wave, well, in New York City, a heat wave is some number of days where the high goes above 90, right? We're on Fahrenheit right. world right. here. I and, of course, I lived in Texas for a while, and that's if every the, day. Yeah. That's every day, right? So a heat wave was like over something else. So, so heat wave seems to be very locally defined. And does that have any meaning to you as a climate professional? 
Yeah, so it's it's an interesting thing. So uh, a, a lot of why we care about heat waves um, is not because of the absolute temperature, but because of the, the the difference from what we're prepared for, right? And and actually that that fits in with the whole you know why do we care about climate change, right? You know it's the difference from what we expect, uh, and so heat waves in Phoenix are going to be different from heat waves <laughs> in New York, which are going to be different than heat waves in London or in Paris or in Moscow. Right, because Phoenix um, has been uh, astronomically determined to be three-quarters of a mile from the surface of the sun. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. <laughs> yes, that was science. Yes. That was yes. that science discovered that. <laughs> yes. And so, uh, you know, people in uh, Phoenix are, are learning to become nocturnal, and uh, we haven't quite reached that point at, uh, uh, in New York. But... Uh, you know, it, it's uh, we didn't used to have that many ninety plus days, and we're having more and more. Um, and so, when we have, uh, you know, a whole big long string of these things, we can we can keep track of that, and uh, that's a uh, an indication um, of of extreme uh, of an extreme event associated with heat. Um, at the uh, kind of mid July, we had um, some some very dramatic uh, heat events in Europe, um, in the UK, and you know, so the UK was still cooler than Spain, but Spain was really 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 very hot. And uh, and the UK, uh, you know, got up to about 105 degrees Fahrenheit, mm. um, which was totally unprecedented for them. Yeah. And you're and you're talking about a situation there where almost nobody has air conditioning. You know, there's no air conditioning in the subway. There's no air conditioning um, in in most homes. Um, and so, you know, you and of course, know, there they call the subway the tube. Yeah. Just to be clear, they do. They do. They the, do. Them a subway is the walkway under a street to get to the other side. Just to yeah, get. Yeah, I, I was translating for you. Oh, thank you, thank <laughs> you. Okay, there I am translating but, back, and I shouldn't yeah, be. By the way, yeah. but neither one of those places have air conditioning, though. No, that's <laughs> the point. Yeah, that's that, the was, point. That, was, that was the point. And, that was uh, the point. Yeah. Allow me to remind you, people, if they don't already know, that the British Isles sits farther north than the northernmost point of Maine. Mm-hmm. So oh. if you're crack, if you're raking in 105 degree Fahrenheit temperatures, oh my gosh, yeah, it's pretty clear how nobody's prepared for that. So, like you said, it's a, it's a difference between what you're used to and what nature hands you, and that could wreak havoc on your on 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 your culture, yeah. on your even civilization. Well, I mean, as you on know your it. on your infrastructure. I mean, they had situations where uh, they had to stop flights out of some airports because the rem- the runway no, was oh, melting. Melting. Uh, they couldn't they couldn't run the trains because the rails were buckling. Uh, you know, the, like when 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 you when you exceed. The design specifications uh, for anything you build, <laughs> you, you get into trouble. <laughs> so the laying down the track say, um, uh, you, know, you know, we should do this to 110 degrees. Why? What? How, what's? How's that going to happen? Yeah. Why? That's never happened imagine before. Imagine Why would it happen again? Right? Yeah. You know, so, so that this is this is the this is the issue. You know, we're seeing more of these heat waves. They're becoming more intense. And that's because of, of climate change. You know, we, uh, we have warmed up the planet uh, by about two degrees Fahrenheit in the last uh, century or so. But that is juicing these extremes. And so the number of times you're exceeding 90 degrees Fahrenheit, 100 degrees Fahrenheit is going up, uh, not not just like a little bit, but it's going up four, five, seven times, ten times right. uh, more than it was before. And in addition, in addition to that, what what's also seemed to be happening 
and I don't know if there's a science behind this, Gavin, but these weather systems seem to sit. They mm -hmm. don't, you know, like, so we used to see some extreme heat uh, uh, events, but they would pass over. Now yeah. they seem to park and stay like, oh, you know what? Well, I'm a chill. This is nice. <laughs> I, I like this here. And they don't go anywhere. So is, is there a science behind that? Or is, or is that just, is that, yeah. is that anecdotal? Well, and Chuck, plus we so, have to change the word. If they sit, if they're 105 degree hotspot, they can't say I'm chilling here. You need that. Yeah. Yeah. So Gavin, yeah, what's up with that? Right. So, uh, so, so, what's associated with the with these extreme heat is is a wave event in the in the uh, in the atmosphere in the jet stream, um, and and you can see this on the weather maps, right? You know, you can see this this wave kind of coming across. You know, each each lobe of the wave is a couple of thousand miles uh, across and uh, and there, there are some patterns that happen uh, particularly when you have five of these waves going around the world and uh, and it turns out that that's that's a pattern that that uh, it's, it, it kind of resonates a little bit. And so uh, it wants to move this way. The jet stream is pushing it this way. And so the wave looks like it becomes a standing wave, right? So you've got, it wants to go this way, but the jet stream is pushing it this way. And so it kind of like... Wait, for people who listen only in audio, you use the word this going to your left and to your right. So could you ch choose a different word for, <laughs> as you're doing the disco wave with your arms? Uh, okay. Yes. Uh, I, I, I totally can. So, okay. so um, ima imagine, imagine a, a wavy, sinuous-like thing uh, moving uh, from kind of Europe towards the, to, towards the US. Uh, meanwhile, the jet stream is pushing the other way. And so when the wave and the stream intersect, uh, you can get sometimes when they don't appear to move very much. It's like you're, 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 you have a, a, a standing wave um, that can um, just keep things in place uh, for longer than you might imagine. And uh, some people call this a blocking pattern. Um, and, uh, and, we, and we've been looking at these kinds of events for many, many decades. Um, and there's some indication that they may be kind of changing a little bit um, uh, with, with climate change. But that, that, I think I would say that that was very much uh, at the cutting edge of what we understand and what we don't understand. Okay, so, so Gavin, you got London here, and I know a lot of people live in London, and it is Europe and everything, but, you know, Africa is five times the size of Europe. So a few cities in Europe get a high temperature. Earth is way bigger than Europe. Why, why, why does anyone give a rat's ass? About, no, I mean, I don't mean to make light of it, but what I want to say is why make global proclamations about what's happening in a couple of places in Europe just because they're complaining louder? Because the queen <laughs> is there, and she's very <laughs> fragile when it comes to high heat. Okay, thank oh, you, Chuck. Sure. For the... I, I think she probably has air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> And if not, if not, there are people waving uh, 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 fans at her. Fans. <laughs> big palm fronds. P palm, palm leaves are waved at her, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't speak to that. Um, but, you know, but you, make it, you, raise a, you raise a good point. You know, why, why do we pay attention to, uh, to some events and, and not others? Well, one, one of the reasons is that in the mid-latitudes, so kind of, you know, yeah, that north of the Mediterranean, north of the Mexican border, um, uh, we see a lot more 
summer variability, right? We see we see a lot more of these waves coming by uh, that can move you into colder or warmer conditions. And uh, in the tropics, uh, you don't get that so much. Um, uh, tropical climate is much more stable. Um, you know, the temperatures uh, don't vary that much. You get a wet and a dry season, which, uh, uh, which makes a difference depending uh, on what side of the equator you're on. Um, uh, but the temperatures during the summertime, uh, not that that really makes that much difference, uh, are, are pretty stable. Uh, and so uh, you don't get these kinds of extreme events uh, happening. Uh, you, you, you see them, um, you know, in India. Uh, we've, seen, we've seen some tremendous uh, heat waves in India and Pakistan uh, in, in, and uh, the rest of uh, South Asia um, uh, and in uh, China as well. And in Australia, like going the, going the other way in South Africa. And, and the heat waves uh, in, in feed the these, these fires yeah. that we've all been hearing about? Right. So heat, heat leads to a lot of different things, right. right? So you, first of all, you dry out, right? right? So your soil moisture evaporates, right? So, so everything gets drier. Um, uh, as things get drier, they become more flammable. Um, and so we see uh, situations where, you know, grass that would normally never burn suddenly is flammable. Um, and we're seeing uh, lots of cases where, you know, seemingly, you know, inadvertent sparks uh, or, or, or accidents are now, uh, instead of just like dying out and being put out, uh, are leading to large configurations. And so, you know, uh, London, for instance, um, uh, had after after the the day after the maximum heat had its um, had its biggest fire day since since the Second World War. Um, and and those are obviously two different causes. Um, yes, I would I would hope so. Yes, uh, but uh -huh. uh, you know they they had they had uh, large scale fires like taking out you know city blocks uh, that uh, that that people had just never seen before. So so if try to try, help me out here because I'm sure people are thinking this. You're telling me we've increased two degrees in the last century or so, mm -hmm. basically the era of the modern industrial revolution. And yet, London is not two degrees warmer than its yeah. average. It's way higher than its average. So uh, okay. how does two degrees warmer right. on Earth translate into 10, 20, 30 degrees higher than average uh, uh, temperatures anywhere on Earth? Okay, so... Let's break that down a little bit. So the two degrees that people talk about that I just mentioned uh, is the global average change, right? Um, uh, but you have to remember that the globe is not warming evenly. It's warming more on land than in the ocean. It's warming more in the north than in the south. And it's warming most of all in places like the Arctic. Uh, so the changes uh, in, in New York or in London or in Paris uh, are more than the two degrees Fahrenheit that we're talking about in the global mean. So, so they're about you know, maybe maybe one and a half, two times that. So so maybe four degrees Fahrenheit, five degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, so maybe so wait, so maybe you should change the messaging. It's not what the average over the whole world is. If that it because if it's a huge range in the manifestation, of, if that average is an average over a wide range of, of data, a wide range of values, then why not give the average increase at this latitude, we're at the same latitude as as Madrid, or or right through. We're sorry, we New York City, yeah. there. And and what what the change is at Maine and in and in the Arctic? Why not give so, those numbers? We so we do right. So the Arctic yeah. is no, you don't. I've I've not, I've not wow. heard you give that. 
Okay. 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 I'm, I'm going I'm to give it to you. So <laughs> the, 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 average, the average change in the Arctic is about four times the global mean. Mm-hmm. No, now how did well, see, Chuck? So now Chuck, listen, who, here's Chuck, the have you heard anybody say that, Chuck? No, Chuck. I'm going to tell you. Here's the problem, Gavin. So as a scientist, when you look at uh, incremental change, you're able to understand that people are not. If you tell me it's two degrees warmer in this room than it is in the other room, that means nothing to me. What it you means it, you don't give a rat's ass. I don't care. What you need, <laughs> you're is not a, adjusting the thermostat for right, that. <laughs> I'm not. You, what you guys need is. And I is a is is a scale that registers in the human psyche. So yes. so in one part of the world, it's oh my god, hot. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and if we keep going, if we keep going, it gets to God damn, right? <laughs> okay. All right, all right. Well, well let, let, me, let me bring out this scale that I, that I prepared earlier. He's trying to okay. stop you there, Chuck, because there's no, there's no yeah, coming back from that. You know where it's going. <laughs> you know where it's going from there. All right. So, so you're absolutely right. You know, we're talking about numbers that really don't mean very much to people in their everyday lives. And so, quite frankly, I don't like talking about these numbers. I don't like talking about two degrees, 1.5 degrees, two, like four degrees. Um, they, they are very hard to conceptualize because people, uh, people's experience of temperature in their local environments uh, during a day, over a season, uh, is very different to the planet's experience of temperature. Uh, and so one of the things that, uh, that I like to, uh, to bring up um, is, uh, what, what, well, what does... What, what, what kind of temperatures has the planet seen uh, over, over its history? Um, and one great example is about 20,000 years ago, we were in the middle of uh, the, the Ice Age. And, uh, you know, where, uh, where you guys are sitting now uh, was, was, under, was underneath hundreds of meters of ice. The, the, the glaciers extended from the Arctic Ocean uh, to Prospect Park in Brooklyn. Uh, they covered almost all of, uh, of North America. There's something similar uh, happening in, uh, in the UK. There was enough. And by the way, Gavin, as a, as a kid, I remember ah. we, we took a tour of Central Park right in the middle of Manhattan. That's right. And there were rock escarpments that were identified as having glacial uh, uh, scarring. Striations. And, yeah. Yeah, striations, right. Yes. And I'm, I'm a kid, right? I'm like, Glacier, what's a glacier doing here? What? A well, glacier? It, it, it was there. Yeah, no, and, I remember uh, the, 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 the mental adjustments I had to make to embrace what, the, what was going on. Right. But go on. So, so the Ice Age was a, was a radically different climate, right? So, you know, where we have forests and trees and that, it was, it was ice. Um, and then for hundreds of miles further south, it was tundra. Uh, the fauna is different. The ecosphere is different. And do you know what the global temperature change was? Between then and now? Between, between, between then, then and, say, and, the pre-industrial. Right, pre-industrial. Okay, how much? How much? It was about eight or nine degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. Gotcha. Right? All so right. That's helpful. Are, the, the, that, I can that use that. Is, I can use that. that. Yeah. So what, so what I like to do is, like, let's call that an ice age unit, right? Uh-huh. So that's, that's, that's a big change for the planet. Right. 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 And, if, and if you go from where we were to, to the ice age, that's one ice age unit. Um, and now what we've done since the beginning of the Industrial Revolution is we've gone up about a quarter to a fifth of an ice age unit. And okay. where we might be heading could be a whole ice age unit in the other direction. Right. 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 And so okay. we think, oh, these are small numbers, but they're not small to the not planet. To the, the, earth. Planet, 
notices these things. The planet uh, feels these changes in the ecosystems, in the ice, uh, in the temperature, and in the extremes. Okay, and Gavin, this is very we, helpful. That's very where we come helpful. back to what's happening now. Okay. We're seeing the impacts of these things in the extremes because uh, if, you can, if you can imagine, uh, you know, a, a bell curve, right? Um, right? And we're moving the middle of that bell curve a little bit to, 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 to the warmer conditions by, you know, a couple of degrees. But the things that are changing the most are out of the ends, are out at the very warmest temperatures or at the very coldest temperatures. So if you're, if you're in the middle of the bell curve, you don't notice it, but on the extremes, oh my gosh, it's, it's the extreme. Right, right, it's right, right. okay. Right. And, right. and it's the extremes that make the impact, right? Yes. Nobody cares if a mediocre day is two degrees, four degrees, five degrees warmer than a previous mediocre day. But when you get to 100 degrees plus, every additional degree makes a difference. It makes a difference uh, to how much the the the, tr the rails are going to buckle. It makes a difference to how much the airport is going to melt. It makes a difference <laughs> so, to how much uh, energy... We, we can't land because the, the, the airport, airport melted. That's great. <laughs> so, you know, I know we got to wrap up, but I got to ask you this, uh, Gavin, because so the things that you're talking about are infrastructure, and that's a big deal because that costs people a lot of money, costs right. governments a lot of money and 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 and, and resources. But... It still doesn't affect people's psyche because they look at it like, well, that's why I pay taxes and that's what the government is for. So what I yeah. want to what I'm to know is when does it get to a place where we see we exact a personal cost, like where your health is really in danger, like there is a, a heat limit when you look at humidity versus temperature that human beings cannot exist. Uh, yeah, no, there is. I mean, for for places like the UK, we're quite a ways from that. Places like Dubai and India, we're a little bit closer. Uh, and and in fact, we're we're going to see places kind of hitting those limits, mostly in the tropics, not in the not in these kind of heat wave situations in the mid latitudes, uh, mainly because the the humidity is is higher in the tropics. Um, but we're but we we already feel. The impact, the, the health impacts of, of, of heat. Every time there's an event like this in the UK, they're anticipating uh, perhaps a thousand uh, excess deaths because of the uh, the two day heat wave. Uh, we see it um, in uh, when when we have uh, heat waves in in the US. Um, there's there's a big increase in in mortality. Uh, you know, most unfortunately, mostly uh, elderly uh, people. Um, well, they lived a good uh, life. And it's, they, it's, they're it's, fine. It's, it's, <laughs> uh, or, 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 or small children being being trapped in cars. Right. You're right. I read a great uh, article just yesterday. Believe it or not, people, heat-related events kill more people in the United States than any other um, weather event. You take all the other yeah. weather events and heat is the one that does it. It's the one. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, guys, we got to, we got to land. Those we got to land this plane on our melting airport. <laughs> um, so, so Gavin, thanks for on short notice coming in to do this. Cause we, we just been seeing these reports of heat waves all around the world and we wanted to get some climate change perspective on it, which you duly provided. So I know you're on holiday right now. Thanks for dialing into this. 
and it's always good to have you in arm's reach. So we feel privileged that you're there for us. Chuck, I know you're a climate uh, enthusiast. Big time. Uh, and and uh, fundraisers that you do. Yep. Uh, and you host, and it's a great to know that you're, you're, you're walking the walk, not just talking the talk. Absolutely. All right. Uh, I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson. Keep looking up. <laughs> 